Hello, and welcome to the Brother Sister Show, a family-owned and operated podcast where two siblings keep in touch by talking about movies. Normally, but this is a very special episode because we're trying something very new, first ever, where we are talking, sort of pitching movies that are on streaming services that for Mm -hmm. some reason they don't want you to find, make it like (laughs) Like super hard to see. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that because January is notorious for not having a lot of good, or not, just not having a lot of releases. So we thought we would go back to our roots. You know, we wanted to start this podcast to, to, to find those hidden gems and to share different movies that people normally wouldn't find on Netflix or HBO is pretty good, but you know, Prime, Hulu, all those. Yeah. I'm Hulu. Well, first Oh, I don't know if you want to start talking about it now, but their streaming services are just really egregious in how they don't really, <coughs> they don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like they don't show or display their catalog really well. There's some like HBO Max that they are pretty good at, they're pretty good at showing what they have like recently added, but they also have the like A to Z format, which Netflix and Hulu do not. Um, right. So yeah, that's why I think. This is important for us to try to hopefully we're showing you at least we have like, I think, eight movies between the two of us. Um, So I hope we introduce something new to you and that you haven't heard of all of these because that would be sad. (laughs) Yeah. Well, before we get into that, though, we normally catch up since it's um, we don't normally talk in between because we don't like each other. So what's up? What's new? Um, hmm. we've been, <coughs> we've been getting a lot of stuff for the apartment, which is really nice. I got, we went to Ikea just kind of on a whim, like on the, on the day I was like, I really want to go to Ikea and just get a bunch of, just like go, I, I would say go crazy, but then we ended <laughs> up spending like $200, like nothing insane. That's still substantial. Um, is it is yeah, it like, like furniture or just like little knickknack things? Uh, a little bit of both, but mostly furniture. Like we got, we wanted to get a desk for our room because <laughs> Sebastian was like, because um, now that we have an office, I kind of, you know that, okay, I'll say, I'll preface this by saying, you know, in the movies when people, like a couple, it's like a couple, usually an older couple, let's say the guy's a detective and he's, you know, working overtime on this one case <coughs> and his wife i would say like his stupid wife comes in and is like come to bed <laughs> uh, yeah. and i was you used to think like why do you need him to be in there like just go to sleep <laughs> close your eyes and you won't even know <laughs> um <coughs> but i've kind of turned into that woman now because now i'm like because mm. now that sebastian is well hopefully he's fine with me sharing this but he's going to school now and he obviously still has his job and he you know, he he's like you where he likes to spend time like also his extra time on his computer and doing stuff. So um I guess his like compromise for me just going up in the in the office being like, Come to bed is for him to uh like do some of his schoolwork in the room uh-huh. while I'm sleeping or while I'm in there. <laughs> so it's So like you kind get of it a, now. 
You get it. Yeah, I now when you watch the, the movies, you're like, oh, I kind of see. I'm like, go to bed, you fucking <laughs> asshole. No, um, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's when you like your partner, it's, you know, you want to be with them. And so that's like a nice little idea that he had where he was like, well, let's just get a little like laptop desk. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you've had one of those. But yeah, it's like that we can do work in there or if, you know, also like, I think he also knows that I... I don't like just having one workstation. Like I like working from our dining table, our like my desk, the couch. So it's it's another little area that I can work at if I feel like I'm trapped in one space. Yeah, you got options now. <clears throat> yeah, and so that's really nice. Um, so I'm excited about that. I also got a little uh, thing for the. I always call them the boys, but like my dog and my cat. It sounds like I have children, but I got something for the boys where it's like a little cabinet where we keep all their stuff because it was just like all over the place. And so I got something that's specifically for just their stuff so I don't have to see it all the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I got like a cabinet for the kitchen like or in our dining room, just a little because um, I don't like bar carts anymore. I think that's like not my thing anymore. So yeah. I'm just going to put all point. our stuff on this like one cabinet it's like a kind of like a china cabinet but there's no glass on it so yeah i'm very excited about those purchases that's good um, i'm i'm kind of jealous because i i would like to do that yeah but <laughs> i just like the apartment i have now is just so small and mm-hmm. i almost feel guilty because like going and getting stuff because it's like i don't have space and it's just gonna like crowd it everything so i'm excited to actually have a an apartment that like i can fill with stuff so that's good that's some cool it'll stuff. be nice that you'll be i think it'll be really exciting and <clears throat> i don't always know i never know if it's just me but i have <laughs> i was talking to my therapist about this where i have these like weird rules i set in like in place for myself where like me and you we grew up with only plastic dinnerware like we never had glass or ceramic mm-hmm. like i don't know if you remember any sort of glass or ceramic but like nothing other than mugs but like we didn't drink coffee but we always had plastic or paper yeah like we never had anything nice and sebastian's used to having glass <clears throat> like Same he's used to Kayla. like heavy hefty you know um dinnerware and so we got like a big purchase we made and i was like well i i don't even know if i can do this because <laughs> i was like well, if you break it and he's like just don't drop it um <clears throat> But we got ceramic dinnerware, which I'm very excited about. That's um, nice. And we couldn't we couldn't agree on which one we wanted, like the design. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got both, and so now we just have two different <laughs> dinnerware sets. And Sebastian just uses his, and I just use mine. That's funny. And honestly, that's kind of nice. Um, because <clears throat> I've I think I've talked about this before, but I have ADHD, but it can have some sort of like, like at least my therapist how she explains it is that it can be. Like I'm, I have some things that are kind of like on the spectrum. Like uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of conversation about if ADHD and autism should just be an entire spectrum within itself because a lot of things are super similar that happen. And for me, it's a lot of sensory stuff. And so like, I have like a favorite thing. And Sebastian kind of has that too, where he's like, I, I only want to use this spoon or I only want to use this plate. Right. Um, so it kind of does make sense for us to just have, like, why do we have to compromise on that? Like, why don't we just get our own stuff if we have the means to? True. So highly recommend that. Like, don't don't compromise on what 
on things that you don't have to or like our office is um we split in half and we were like you this is the only space that we don't have to ask each other if we can get anything because we just get whatever we want right Um, that's funny what it what happens if like you guys have a like a dinner party and you want to have like (laughs) so it's like i want mine out tonight (laughs) either we'll mix it or we'll have uh designated just choose one yeah i don't know (laughs) that's funny well i think this one actually brings out the table more (laughs) like just get super i guess we haven't talked about that but i would just say that we would just like (laughs) rotate and maybe have both of them because we got they're not so different they actually the reason we decided to get them together is because they kind of match like they look like they're from the same universe oh okay yeah like they're complementary that's cool yeah (laughs) i like mine because I'll send you a picture maybe because I was like, I want to feel like I'm eating in Dune because it's like a, oh. the color is actually, it's kind of like this. It's like a, a little bit brighter than this, like a terracotta of the one Ooh. I got. And his is like a white, off-white one that has um, like terracotta kind of like features to it. Kayla and I are very into terracotta, so I definitely <laughs> want to see those. I'll send you a picture and then we got them from Target. We get like everything from Target. Oh, okay. Um, and we're just trying to get organized. It's just really, I'm excited for you to experience this because it's really nice to kind of just for the first time, like get whatever you want and design a space that you really love. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's what I've been doing. We just went, we just got from Target. And so, when I'm done with this, we're going to, I have to get all my shit together. Yeah. Nice. Exciting. Well, what I've just been, been I've just been uh, going to school. It started up. I'm yeah. taking 12 hours. It's the least amount of hours I've ever taken. And it's, I was like that for my last semester, and it was fucking weird. I didn't like I it. I know. <laughs> it was like my first, like I got out of my first day. I only had two classes, and I was like, okay. Like I have a really weird schedule where uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, I have a class at 8. I have an 8 a.m., Mm-hmm. It ends at 9.15, and I don't have another class until 3.55. So I just have, like, this really, really big gap. Um, That's strange. And then Wednesday and Thursday, or Monday and Wednesday, I I start at 11 and end at, like, 5-something. Uh, but I don't have classes on Fridays. So, I, like, I'm used to having more hours. So when I finished, you know, like, both of the days, like, my schedules, Tuesday and Wednesday, I was like, okay, like, like, I felt like there was more. <laughs> that's funny. That's the perks, though. Yeah. Because I think that, get... that's exactly what happened to me, I think. It's where, a weird like, feeling, truly. <laughs> where I was, like, done with... On one of my days, I was done at, like, noon. And I was like, what do I do? <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, I, I have that... I kind of end at, like, five every single day, which kind of sucks, but... It will, it kind of gets, uh, like, getting me, it's getting me used to that, mm. like, ending at five for when I start <laughs> the my full time. The nine to five grind. Yeah. So, I, I'm excited to have a little bit more time during the semester. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. And my classes yeah, aren't too hard. Ease into <clears throat> what life will look like. Yeah. Most of, know, my, most of my, most of my classes are like mainly project based so it'll cool to have more stuff in like in the bank that i could work on Mm. but also i've been 
attending Sundance. I don't want to talk about I'm, too much. Okay, I'm very excited to hear about this. Because I think I'm going to make a video. Ooh. Okay. I've been I've been writing it <laughs> just because I, I, I don't want to just... If I just speak on my experience, it's just going to be really weird. So I, mm-hmm. I, I've been writing. I think I'm just going to like review pretty much every movie that I saw. Talk a little bit about the experience of attending virtually. Because I wanted to buy two day passes. But I only ended up buying one for Sunday. The rest, the other movies that I've seen have just been single ticket. Mm. I've just bought them single ticket. So I haven't, I haven't seen any shorts yet. Which come with like you know day passes or I think it's called an explore pass. Um, but I've really liked everything that I've seen so far. I know you've like, I don't know if you tweeted or you texted me and you're like I'm a wreck. <laughs> no, I texted it to you. I, I truly am. <laughs> I've been, I just get really emotionally invested in, in the movies. Um, it, I don't know if it's that level of, of exclusivity, but I definitely. Maybe. It definitely feels cool, like watching them. And I think the first premiere that I saw was a movie called Eight Nine Two, and like I had that moment where you know it was starting, and I saw the title sequence, and it was like, "This I'm like the first group of people <laughs> to see this. This is awesome." Yeah. Um, and the only experience I've had at a film festival was at San Antonio Film Festival, which we mm. went together. Oh, really? Okay. So it was really cool to uh, have that. On like a larger scale. The I don't want it to. Too. Sorry. I, I don't want this to be my last one. I, I, I want to keep on going. I doubt it will be. I think um, for Sundance, I don't know if it's as true because, I mean, Sundance is pretty big. But I've been to like a few, I think like two, two uh, of the South by ones where I just happened to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- one of them was on a streaming service and then another one I've never heard of again. So it's kind of like, what I mean is that experience of like be of the exclusivity. Sometimes it can even, you know, last until now or like if I ever bring that movie up, nobody's ever seen it. Like only a f- whoever went to the festival run or whoever did the movie is like the only people that see it. Right. Cause not every, not every movie gets picked up by a distributor exactly. or, or some thing. <clears throat> That and the, a weird experience too. Um, for the second one, not so much because I didn't experience this because it was like the second showing that they had. It wasn't the premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one I ever got into was the premiere. And uh, I think it was the only showing too. There was like, they didn't have another showing after that. Um, and you watch it with everybody that's involved in the movie. And we did, I didn't know that until like, that was like the first time I'd ever even heard about what it's like to see a film festival and i didn't know i don't know why i didn't think this but i didn't know that the people that were that were a part of the film are sitting in the audience with you because right. they kept pointing people out and like me and my friends were like holy shit and we were in the very front <laughs> it was very strange um yeah like it feels hopefully I, I hope you get to experience that one day because it's so strange where it feels like you're the only person like you're at you uh, somehow got accidentally got into like a viewing party for the cast and crew and you're just like oh, oh. what do i do <laughs> it's like really strange well yeah uh, i uh every time i write a review on letterbox i go and i see um and it's like 12 reviews so that's yeah. cool because it like like i said it's just being premiered for the first time um it'd be cool when but, like one of them 
is eventually nominated for an Oscar or something. Oh yeah, and you're like, well, I saw it when it came out. That's yeah, that it's a, it's definitely a cool feeling. I'm glad, uh, you know, not only me but a lot of people are able to <clears throat> attend it virtually, and it's like you can buy the tickets like pretty close until the showtime. Like I think up until it shows, you can still buy like the single film ticket hmm. to go Maybe see. Maybe look into that. I, I wanted to watch uh, this one called After Yang. Oh, I've heard a lot about that one. Yeah, and the first show, like the premiere of it was sold out and I can't see, it's like second screening because I have a class during it, but. <clears throat> There's a lot of talk about that one. Already a lot of Oscar buzz. Truly. I'm excited to eventually see it. But that's pretty much it. Do you want to talk about the movies we've seen besides the uh, the ones for this podcast? Sure. Um, I didn't have a ton, uh, so I'll just try to. I, I always sort of say, or I always say, I'm gonna go quick through these, and I feel like I do like thirty minutes each. <laughs> um, the Clove Hitch Killer. I should have put this on the list, but I think it was on the trending on Netflix. Oh, yeah. So I was like, that's not hidden. I've, I've um, seen that on Netflix. You should give it a watch. It's very interesting. Oh, that's all I'll say. Because it, it's kind of... I don't want to spoil it, but it's like... Having to do with the serial killer. Mm-hmm. So if that intrigues you, then I would watch it. I give it three stars. Um, The God Committee. A movie about... um, Just the committee that decides who gets uh, an organ... You know, like, oh. if uh, I think the, the beginning of the movie is that somebody's supposed to get it, but then, oh, I don't know if it's a spoiler, eh, whatever. They're supposed to get it, but then they die, and the heart is only viable for, like, like an hour or two, um, and so they have to decide within that time who gets it after that, and they wow. don't have to go through the list because it's, like, because it's only viable for an hour, they're not going to waste time to transport it. So they're like, you have mm-hmm. to pick somebody in this hospital right now to get this heart. Wow. Um, <clears throat> it sounds more interesting than it is. Oh, it sounds um, like intense, like a, a good thriller. They wanted it to be, but it wasn't. Mm. It was like, I think I said straight to Redbox vibes. <laughs> oh, that was that movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah I saw that. <laughs> and so I didn't like it. I mean, I, I think it, if you want to watch it, I mean, uh, Domingo, I think it's named Domingo Coleman. Oh, okay, yeah. I saw he's him. He's in it. I, I was kind of sad because like, I really like him. And I if loved you, everything he's, he's in. He's he's good in this movie. So even if you just want to watch it for him, then I think it's fine. Okay. Um. What else? Oh, a movie called Earn. I thought it was a full movie, but it, it was a short film. Um, oh. <laughs> but I still logged it because, I mean, I, it was like five minutes. I, I didn't... I didn't like it that much. I didn't understand what it was. I understood what I was trying to say, but it was like not that interesting. Um, an indie called Lorelei that I've never heard of. And it, that one was like fine. About some guy that gets out of prison and he reconnects with his um, high school girlfriend mm. uh, that has like three kids now, a single mom. And that one is like, it's interesting, but not, it didn't wow me. And there's a lot of imagery and like, I think like metaphors where I was like, uh, okay i don't know it just didn't really do anything for me um and then i finally finished this one movie that i started watching because it was on tiktok and i don't like tiktok recommendations so 
I truly, okay, so I started watching it and I stopped because I was like, this is stupid. But I watched, I stopped watching it at the wrong time because the part that I stopped watching, it was like halfway through and it gets fucking wild. And if this is, this, this, I think I said, even though I only gave it three stars, I said the best TikTok recommendation by far. Um, But it genuinely surprised me. I was like, I was truly shook by the twist that happened. Um, And I, it was so like, truly I stopped it or I started watching it and I had to like kind of read the plot because I couldn't remember what happened because I, I stopped it right when the twist happened. So I, if I just Uh. watched it like a minute more then I would have, I think liked it. So that was kind of annoying that I did that, but, um, it's pretty good. And the letterboxed poster, I'm, I don't know if you have the same thing about posters where if the poster looks really janky, I'm not going to watch it. The poster that was on Prime looked really, you know, kind of like straight to Redbox-ish. And so I didn't mm. want to watch it. But then if you look at the one, I don't know if you can see it, the one on Letterboxd, it's just like a mask. Oh, yeah. that I Yeah, I remember seeing that. It looks creepy. If I would have seen this poster, then I would have 100% watched the movie all the way through. Mm. But the power posters, y'all. Okay. Um, Judge a, a book more. by so, its cover. Judge exactly. a movie by its poster. 100%. Exactly. Um, I finally watched The Sound of Music. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. I don't think so. But I saw you it, give it... Do you give five it stars. full five? It lives up to the hype. It made me laugh a lot. Like, it's really, really funny. And I don't know why I think that old movies can't be funny, but I had this, like... <laughs> I guess stigma or stereotype of old movies that they are just not, they don't have the humor that, it, you know, makes me laugh. So not true. It was so funny. Um, the music is obviously amazing. Um, yeah. And then a side thing is, I don't know why, I think I'm just dumb. I don't know anything about history. And it's it takes place in like, I think dad's said like the 40s in Austria. And so I guess mm. I should have known they had Nazis in it. But just randomly, this guy gets like flustered. This one... He's like he's kind of in love with um the dad's daughter and so he's trying to you know like throw a rock at her window and the dad catches him and he gets flustered and doesn't know what to say so he just says "Hail Hitler." And I was like, "Whoa." What? And I cuz I didn't know <laughs> oh. that it had anything to do with that. But That's like funny. it was it was truly shock it was the most shocking honestly like this all I see you thing or all I all I see is you or oh I see you that movie before I don't even know if I said what the movie was called, but it's called I See You. Um, but it truly like shocked me and I couldn't stop laughing because I was so like nervous. <laughs> That's funny. Fuck, why is Hitler in this movie? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really fun. And then the end is weirdly like, like truly suspenseful. Like I felt really nervous watching it. Uh, the Sound of Music, whatever you think, I knew nothing about this movie and it truly like surprised me throughout. It was really wow. good. Did this open up your eyes to older movies? Are you like, yeah, because I've been more... asking people like, what movie should I watch? And so I have a list oh. of all these old movies that I need to watch. Um, yeah, so good. Uh, and it is okay. The biggest hurdle is that it's two hours and fifty five minutes long. Right, just like uh, Matt Raves the Batman. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Which I that's what I wanted to tweet. Like, how dare he think that he. <laughs> is on the level of the sound of music and me after seeing it after one one viewing but yeah but it wasn't it didn't even feel that long it felt i mean it felt long but it was like not boring 
not taxing. That's good. Yeah. So really good. Um, last two. So <laughs> these are just random like sequels that I watch or random parts of a franchise that I couldn't tell you what happened in it when I saw the poster. And so I was like, I'll just watch it. Uh, the first being Annabelle Creation, which is mm. really, it's pretty good. I don't know if you remember it. but Not really. They all kind of like mesh together at some point. Same. That's why I was like, what what happens in this one? But it's just like an orphanage of or these girls that are. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's in like a, just a random farm that they go to live in. And that one's pretty. Um, oh, I just, re- I just realized I forgot to log one. Anyway, so Annabelle Creation, three stars, holds up pretty well. Um, another one that I was like, I couldn't fucking tell you one plot line to save my life, and it was X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh, I truly had okay. no idea what happened in that movie. And so Sebastian and I watched it. First of all, another, like, it's like two hours and 40 minutes or something, or two hours and really? 30 minutes. Maybe not that long, but it's over two hours, which I was like, it did not need that. It also makes no sense. The whole, like... They never explain why Elliot Page can just automatically send people in the past. Because they explain what the power is, but they're never like, oh, yeah, they can do that now. And I'm like, what? How? When did this uh, even happen? So that really bothered me throughout. Um, I forgot how it ended, and I really like the ending. So I'm not too mad about it. Um, well, I guess spoilers. But you know how they bring like all the people back, like James mm-hmm. Marsden, like everybody's alive now? I really liked that, and I forgot that happened. Um, yeah, and th- and then the last one I forgot to log, and I'm gonna log after this is Insidious Chapter Three, and it's not good, but it has a few, like, it has a few good scares. <laughs> I wanted to watch it because I remembered one of the biggest like jump scares I've ever seen, that or not maybe not jump scares, but it shocked me a lot was when she gets hit by a car out of nowhere. Do you remember that? <laughs> And they show her getting hit. It's wild. Maybe. It sounds familiar. but Worth it. Because I remember watching that in theaters and that truly. Like, I think the <laughs> whole movie, I was trying to come down from the anxiety that gave me. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I've watched. That's what solid. Watched. What is a uh, Sound of Music or whatever that one was called? What is that on? Is that on HBO Max? Disney. Oh, okay. Disney Plus. That seems like a HBO Max. Just because they have a bunch of classics, but it might be on that too. But I watched on Disney Plus. Okay, that's also where I watched X Men. I should have watched all of them. Oh, and I have a gripe to about this one. I was I was telling Sebastian, should we watch all of them? And then I was like, well, what order should we watch them in? Because I know it's kind of like random. And the person that I saw, um, that I saw like a list from, they said. First class, Days of Future Past, and then you like end with the original X Men. But I was thinking that's not right, right? Like because why would you watch? Because that's the whole point of X Men: Days of Future Past is they changed all of that. Right. It doesn't reset back to whatever happened. Like it doesn't mean that James Marsden is alive and now he gets you know he gets killed again. So I just I don't think that's the correct order. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. This is a whoever's whoever's trying to watch the X Men franchise. <laughs> but I just wanted. I thought I was going crazy. But I'm correct. Oh, okay. right? You shouldn't yeah. watch the. That's not the direct. Like that's not the right chronological order. I guess so. I guess it kind of just like goes on in on itself. Oh no, I would say you're I right. I feel like you should end with X Men Days of Future Past. Yeah, because it like retroactively 
undoes everything. Everything, yeah. Like maybe there's a there is like an order change, but you should start with the first one, mm-hmm. or maybe Correct. even start with first class and then go through like the first one. Oh yeah, yeah. I would say it doesn't matter. But I I was I thought I was going crazy. Where I was like, that's not the correct order. <laughs> Where did you just find this on YouTube, or was it? I just looked up X Men. Uh, I think it was like X Men. Watch or watch X Men in chrono- chronological order or something like that. Oh, okay. Because I was like, they're kind of like weird, <laughs> like shuffled around, and especially because of the future shit. Um, so I didn't know like when, what you should, right? What order you should watch it in? I think you're right. But again, doesn't really matter. <laughs> maybe before, because I was thinking maybe before, um, maybe I'd watch that before the new Doctor Strange movie because a lot of people think that like they're gonna bring in. A bunch of people. Or there's a bunch of people rumored or something. Yeah. At this point, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to watch the movie. I haven't seen a lot of people really care about it. Now that they're like, we saw the Spider-Man, so I don't give a shit. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm done with cameos. Like, that was all I needed in my life, I think. Yeah, and then I think more will feel annoying. Because some people were like, um, they wanted Chris Evans to come back as the uh, guy from Fantastic Torch. Four. And I was like, I would, I would hate that, I think. To be like all you know cheeky about it, just shut up. <laughs> <coughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm I'm done with cameos at this. Bring point. Bring him back from that guy. Remember that movie Push? No. I want that character. You never seen the movie where he has like weird powers? I don't remember. I don't even remember what the movie's about. I think Dakota Fanning's in it. Oh, it is Push. Yeah, I'm just bring it that. I want that character. <laughs> Super random. Yeah. All right. Well, the push has the same actor that's in the Kingsman, which is the first movie I watched. There you go. Um, I, it was okay. Kingsman. What is that one? It's I don't know any the of these movies. Prequel to the Kingsman franchise. Is that the one that's uh, that's the newest one? Yeah, it's the newest one. It's like how the Kingsman, as an organization, started. Uh, there was one part that I was like, "Oh shit!" They kind of went there, but you know, it's I it was like, like I a, always have one of those. Yeah, I, Kayla really liked it because I don't know the action was good. Like there was a, a fight sequence with Rasputin. And oh, that's the guy from Harry Potter. Yeah, the guy from Harry Potter, but he's also in something else that really surprised me. That like, he's in Spider Man. Yes, okay, yeah, he's Dr. Connors, mm-hmm. which I was like, kind of blew my mind. But he's really There's good There's some in people it. that are just in every fucking thing. Like, he's got his bag, man. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, but it was cool to see, like, you know, how the franchise started and to see, like, you know, kind of like Easter eggs, like Oxford's not brokes. Mm. Um, post-credit scene was kind of wild. Don't want to spoil it, <laughs> but I was like, oh, Can I shit. say something mean? Go for it. You know the main kid? His face is like strange to me. <laughs> Does oh. he look like a robot? A little bit. Yeah, or you know did. who he looks like? He looks like a version of Handsome Squid. Or Squid- <laughs> Squidward. <laughs> Handsome Squidward. Does he not? Like with smaller lips. He's like the quintessential British man. Like he's just like mm-hmm. a long face. Yeah. That was it. That was kind of mean. But I had to say. <laughs> uh. 
then I watched, uh, you know, we talked about it on our episode with Alvital of like when Harry met Sally, how that's mm-hmm. like the rom-com. I, f- I got around to watching it and it's pretty good. I absolutely loved it. I liked, I didn't, honestly, I didn't, I knew nothing about it, but I really liked the way the story was told. Um, how it's like, I guess it's not really a spoiler, but it's told over like several years, like 12 years. Mm-hmm. did not know that i liked how there was sort of like interviews of mm-hmm. married couples in between yeah doesn't it feel I like really... you've seen it before because everybody's yeah trying to remake this movie yeah like that i'll have what she's having mm-hmm. all that it was it was very funny i really liked it i can't believe it took me that long to get to me like too i think it. i watched it last year <laughs> i felt guilty almost and then another one is Paddington, which was <laughs> yeah, solid. It's I, I don't know I didn't lives up to the hype. Yeah, I, I think, think so. the hype I is mean, for pe- the second one, right? Yeah, I think so. So I I started watching that, but I I forgot what uh, other movie. Oh, okay. So the reason I stopped watching Paddington Two is because I remembered that I had Canopy mm. as a service from A and M. Need to get a library card. My school. Is Canopy free with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought you knew that just randomly. I need to get a library card. I did not know that. Um, Yeah. If you get a library card, then it's free. Because I wanted to watch something on there. Because um, it has a good selection, I think, right? I have a really good co- selection of like Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, Some really good documentaries. Yeah. I've only which seen is one why I them, wanted but... to get. But I, I, still, I, I don't even know how to go about getting a library card. <laughs> So I, need to figure I think that you could do it online. That's what, I don't think you can because I think I've tried before, but I, I'll I'll see. I don't know. I like libraries anyways, and I want an excuse to go to one. So it's oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, would you watch on Canopy instead of Paddington Two, which is one of the highest rating uh, Rotten Tomatoes movies? I watched a couple of movies actually, because um, I was gonna add some of these to you know this list of movies you know hidden gems sort of mm-hmm. but i honestly didn't know that people could just like get it for free using a library card mm-hmm. um that was kind of that's if i had known that i probably would have added these but Next i was time. like mainly wanted to target like kids in college who don't know mm-hmm. that they might have this but i'm sure i don't know so i watched feels good man the documentary oh, i've heard about that one about pepe the frog and the creator and the insane like places that that character went yeah as a symbol of the alt-right and mm-hmm. uh got on the database of uh symbols of like hate crime i don't know if it's mm-hmm. still on there but that documentary was crazy and i've just been like watching a little I bit it's more really good documentaries i really liked it like there was some really cool animation i like really i feel bad for the the creator mm. honestly i don't want to talk too much about it because yeah. i feel like you guys should watch it i want to watch it really oh really i have good. a recommendation for you then for a documentary but it can be after your watch list yeah yeah um a little bit before that i watched our idiot brother with kayla <laughs> just like just to watch uh, surprisingly really? it's not that bad not that bad and mm-hmm. very similar to Paddington with a little bit more adult themes. Okay. <laughs> but I, I made a list 
called oh my god i think it's like a hairy character gets into some shit for being too nice because <laughs> that's it, funny kind of the same character almost like they don't know better and i mean paddington and paul rudd are just lovable like all around everybody loves them true it's paul rudd right yeah it's paul rudd i think that's a case of a really bad title if they had a different title then i think it would have done better yeah what would you I, um title it paddington three no <laughs> um paul rudd one to paul rudd. i don't know i just you, our idiot brother just sounds really stupid yeah i, I mean i don't know i don't know what i would have titled it but i just think it's a bad title fair enough um then okay on canopy i watched house which is a movie released in 1977 oh, i've heard of that one a cult classic um mm-hmm. the reason it was on my radar and on my watch list because i watched the uh, bill Hader in the mm-hmm. criterion closet and he was wearing he like showed it and he was like i love this movie so much because it is in the criterion collection mm-hmm. and he realized that he was wearing the shirt that has <laughs> the poster like the the face of it mm-hmm. um so i just added it and what a wild ride honestly go it looks I would, weird i would go into it knowing nothing it, it was like I, don't, I honestly don't want to say much but the editing was insane i was like at this um <sighs> theater i used to go to i think it was called afs in austin the mm-hmm. austin film society and they show like you know they have a lot of showings for um just like indies and i remember when i went to go see one I went to see a couple, and every time I, I went, they had a trailer for when they were going to show that movie, and the trailer mm. just looked fucking strange. Yeah, I um, honestly, I don't even know what to say about it. Like the like I said, the editing <laughs> was crazy. Mm-hmm. It just I think it was inspired by the director's six year old daughter's dreams. Mm. So it just like fully went for it. Thought it was good. That's cool. Another one that was on Canopy. And I think the last one I'll talk about is First Reformed. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, when I, I saw that in theaters, sorry, I have I always have fucking something to add to your movies. I'm sorry. No, when I saw no, that no. in theaters at the Bijou and two weird things, two funny things happened. One, when they gave me my food, the receipt, I got a burger and the receipt was on the bun. <laughs> um, <laughs> and second thing, when it ended, um, the guy behind the old there was like an older man behind me that was like that's it that's <laughs> which honestly i think is a really good reaction to that movie that is i mean, I mean my experience wasn't as fun i was just like on my phone curled up <laughs> just watching it but i was like kind of blown away because like it was a beautiful movie like wonderfully mm. shot and too long a little bit too long i guess like there was um a lot of sequences i liked but i think um just the like monotony of being a reverend and like that day-to-day life was kind of we saw too much of that i think i think there was more interesting things like his interactions with um other members of the clergy were more interesting Mm -hmm. 
but I think it's a definitely a movie I need to unpack more about because like I don't even know about the ending like I need to read more I need to read more reviews about it honestly I think it's the better more artsy version of don't look up oh for sure yeah it, I think it yeah and it, yeah, the, a consensus is that Ethan Hawke was robbed of uh, any sort of nomination for because this movie was kind of forgotten. Like nobody really cared about it when it came out. I truly I can, thought he was going to get something because voters yeah, love I, that I, shit. I kept on seeing that, and it's sad. Yeah, it did make me sad too, just watching it. But everything else, I'll either talk about here or what I watched at Sundance. So that's it. Solid selection. I can't wait for you to watch Paddington too, because that is the one that people are like obsessed with, and I've never seen it because people talk too much about it. <laughs> I I think I've seen the first twenty minutes, and it's okay. But maybe maybe in the second or third act, it like it'll hit me hard. Unless somebody dies, I don't know if I'm gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh. Family tree game. So you didn't watch. You didn't do what you're supposed to do. But that's no. Fine. But it'll just roll over. Yeah, it's like an IOU. I guess so. Huh. I have it. I have my person. I. I might have fucked up because I don't know what they're in, but. <laughs> All right, I do that every single time. Um, <clears throat> I do too. Anne Hathaway. Bill Hader. <laughs> okay because he's been secretly dating anna kendrick for a year sebastian showed me that and i was like why would you ever show me that <laughs> i thought he was dating that one girl from uh, she's like uh, rachel bilson that's the last time i heard because uh, he went to the emmys with her i know too much about this you said anna Hathaway? kendrick though that i have so many questions especially because they played siblings oh and noel oh, Noel, yeah is that why you, that's not why you brought it up that's how they met, no. apparently. No, I just brought it up because uh, I picked how I watched House because of Bill Hader, and I was like, just Bill mm. Hader. I can't wait until I think this is like a matchmaking thing, right? Because we did Noel for the podcast, Ooh. and then next, I think it's Kumail Nanjiani and Dave Bautista. I think they're gonna have a fling. That'll be next. That would be saucy. Can you imagine? That would be wild. That would shake my world. <laughs> All right. There you go. Yeah, let's uh get 5 minutes on the clock and then Yeah, okay. So Bill Hader mm-hmm. is in It Chapter 2 with Jessica Chastain who is in Interstellar with Anne Hathaway. Oh, oh, we did something different. Okay. So Anne Hathaway is in Ocean's 8 with Mindy Kaling, who is in Inside Out with Bill Hader. Oh. Yeah, you went you went weird. How is that weird? I don't know. Just because that's not what I thought of. That's weird. Well, I what thought, I mean, Ocean's 8 is, has to be... Oh, it has, like, the most people. Yeah. It has to be the, the way in, especially because of Mindy Kaling. Well... Let me ask Sebastian. Oh shit! Yeah, we have a tie. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, what are yeah. You go doing? for it. You're just moving on. <laughs> I was looking to see if they had been in anything together, which we could have said SNL because I guess yeah. they're in that. But that's Sebastian. Lame. 
Can you come here real quick? Um, can you please name a random actor or actress? Because we have a tie. Jude Law? That's a good one. Okay. Jude Law, Anthony. He is 62. I'm kidding. <laughs> Jude Ooh, Law. That's a good one because I have no idea. I always use my parents as a barometer. I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, are, could he be older than my parents? <laughs> um, Here, I'll say. You know what? Okay. Oh, I'm so scared now. Because I feel so dumb because like I said... Selena Gomez was like. Oh, old. yeah. Last time we had Selena Gomez and he said, like, would you say like 32 or something? Yeah. How old do you think she is? Selena Gomez? Yeah. <laughs> She's 29. <laughs> okay. I have my guess. I have mine too. I put 43. 51. <laughs> <laughs> You think Jude Law is 51? I think he's like, he look, surprisingly looks good for his age. He's 49. He's 49? You still win. Boom. I what did you guess, younger. Anthony? 43? I said 43. 43 and I said 51. I ha- I wrote 43, then I wrote 45. and I was See, like- but celebrities, they don't have, they they don't age like regular people. Okay. Because you know if he... Oh, I, I forgot we were recording. I was going to make a mean joke. Because I was going to say, if you know if he didn't have money, he'd age like fucking lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I just saw Fantastic Beast and he looks pretty good, but he doesn't look young. Okay. That's what I was... I was thinking of that movie too and I just... I do I that. Know. I think about the movies they've recently been in that I've watched, but then I always use mom and dad as a <laughs> I, I do too. Like I was like older or younger, but I, I knew like, he had to be older. Younger. Nope. Dang. Okay. What am I watching? Ooh. Oh, I'm. Huh? I want you. You should watch. I see you. The one I was talking about that I stopped watching. Okay. What is that on? Uh, Prime. Okay. Just because I want you to. I don't know if it was good or not, or just the twist was so shocking that I was like, that's pretty good. Okay. Solid. Well, let's hit the break. When we get back, we're pitching some hidden gems on some streaming services for you guys. Okay. So like I said, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. And Mm -hmm. so this is the first one I'm recommending is a documentary. And I just got to say, I've been like appreciating, you know, that as a method of like storytelling, like documentaries, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I've really been sleeping on a lot, but I I made a whole list of like some of my favorites that I've been watching. Honestly, they're just all the ones that I've been watching Mm -hmm. recently. Um, And this one inspired me to make that list because it's fantastic. So it's called Rewind, came out in 2019 and is it's on Amazon Prime and Hulu, but it it says that it's like the prime subscription for our premium subscription for Hulu. So I don't know if it's like, you know, stars, mm. you know, you like you have to have an add on. I don't know if it's just like the basic Hulu subscription, but it is for prime. Um, and I couldn't find to see when it was leaving. 
those uh, services, but I'll leave a link to the actual docs website um, in the description on YouTube so you can check it out there and see where it is at any point whenever you listen to this. So the premise is, digging through the vast collection of his father's home videos, a young man reconstructs the unthinkable story of his boyhood and exposes a long-kept secret passed through generations. Um, oh. I, it's an unbelievable story. It's well told. Um, and I have nothing but respect for uh, the creator, Sasha Newlinger who's extremely vulnerable in telling his own story as well as his family's. And it's honestly a kind of a difficult watch because you hear all of these like terrible things that has happened to Sasha and his family mm-hmm. or some people in his family. And it just like, cause there's a lot of home video usage and it, it really recontextualizes like that tone of it. Um, that's like usually in home videos. I know like most of them are pretty creepy just cause we have that like, Blair Witch mindset where it's just mm-hmm. a little weird to rewatch that. Um, but it, it kind of like emphasizes that and it just really weird. Um, and it kind of, I like the movie mentions that where for the most part, all home videos were intended to capture, you know, like really happy moments. You know, no one brought out cameras to like for shitty mm-hmm. things at that, at that moment. Um, and it's like really eerie and honestly angering to like see those. Jesus, um, this really does make me want to watch it. Honestly, definitely recommend. Um, well, I will say I should. I was gonna say this before, but I'm gonna commit to watching all of these. I mean, if I haven't seen them, because I think there's one that you talk about that I've seen. But okay. I'm gonna watch the ones that you recommend. I'll commit to that as well. Okay. Hopefully by next time we record. But that's a big yeah. commitment because it's like four. um yeah but like i said i don't watch too many documentaries and this one inspired me to watch more um and it's just so weird that this one and uh minding the gap was one i watched recently Mm -hmm. um which are probably my favorite documentaries but they've involved Mm -hmm. you know a theme of like cyclical abuse within families which is just interesting Mm -hmm. an interesting topic and it's like i definitely needed to take a break after because it's uh like I said, it's a difficult watch because it does include some home videos that are, and some like drawings that uh, Sasha did as a kid about, you know, this, mm-hmm. the things that happened to them. Cause they, they kind of talk about that, how you can't really talk to kids. Um, yeah. It's like harder to, and it's better to draw, like have them draw. And that's, yeah, I, maybe I'll watch this like during the week or something. Cause I, I mean, I, I, I hate when I say this cause like it, stuff like true crime or stuff that happened like you know stuff that's kind of like uh difficult to watch it's it's never been that difficult for me when it involves kids it's like it's a little harder i mean which of course it is like you know but yeah yeah um can i are you can i recommend something that reminds me of this movie and what i was going to talk about like for documentaries mm-hmm. i will say though it sounds like it would probably put you in the same mental space as this one where it truly, like, for a few days, it, like, ruined me, this documentary. But it's called Dear Zachary. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, I've, it. I have that on my watch list. You gotta that you gotta be in the right mental space to watch that movie. Because <laughs> it, okay. it fucked me up for a couple of days. I remember Mom and I watched it. We were like, oh, let's just put this on. And afterwards, uh, we were like, oh, my God. 
Well, I will say so, it does, you yeah. know, I did feel, well, I don't know. I, like, Sasha's at a good point, and they, they're... Well, yeah, yeah. That It's nice to... I like hearing that it was, a, you know, the person that probably went through those things is the person that is talking about it, because it's mm-hmm. nice when you get to see somebody that can take hold of the the terrible things that happened to them and talk about it and, like, you know, use... You know you know what I mean? Like, take control mm-hmm. of that narrative and... um. Yeah, it can be kind of, it can be very healing. But, yeah, uh, really appreciate the, like, documentary as a format of storytelling now. And it uses it effectively, gotta say. So, Would you say people should just be mindful? Because I know it sounds like it, it deals with really uh, heavy topics. I don't know, I don't know if trigger warning is the right thing, or do you want to just say, like, what yeah, just, i guess um, is it just like something that's like a, it has sensitive it deals with sensitive subjects yeah definitely sensitive subjects of uh okay. sexual abuse so uh tread lightly going into this okay i do want to get more into documentaries too so good recommendation okay my first one is shimmer lake on netflix i fucking love this movie i don't know if you've ever seen it Mm-mm. never even so, heard of it Okay, so the plot summary is an inventive crime thriller told backwards, reversing day by day through a week. Following a local sheriff's quest to unlock the mystery of three small-town criminals and a, ba- and a bank heist gone wrong. So you would think that the whole, you know, start telling the story backwards is really jarring and just kind of annoying. But if I, it totally works for this movie. And it's more of like a thriller... I have three different, like, varying uh, genres, but this is more of, like, a thriller, true crime, mystery kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it, it's really funny. It has, like, really funny people in it. I think Rain Wilson, Adam Pally. Oh. Um, yeah, it has a really good cast. It's a really inventive storytelling. And I think it's a Netflix original, so I'm surprised that they don't really oh. talk about it as much or they don't really publish it as much. Um, but I remember watching it when it first came out, and I was stunned by how good it is and how entertaining it is and the rewatchability of it um yeah so highly recommend and i can't believe people don't talk about it enough or as much as i think about it um yeah it's really sad because i think the theme of these movies is that i forget that they are on platforms (laughs) and Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good i think it's a good like i don't know if it's a good movie night watch maybe like a, a family movie night where you're like sitting down to watch a movie but not a movie now where you just want to like hang out and talk to each other while the movie's playing because you got to pay attention um yeah yeah, just good storytelling fun way to tell a story um and it's one of those movies that keep you guessing where you like want to know what happens and so you like in your mind have like an idea of everything that's going on and what happened and who did what and you probably won't get it right so (laughs) (laughs) that was my first one not as That's heavy as one. yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine mine's kind of a good uh, one to go off on okay. on yours because it's a it's like a thriller mystery. So it's called okay. A Perfect Enemy. Have you seen this one? Is this the no. one? Okay. Hmm. So Perfect Enemy came out in 2020. It's on Amazon Prime and it's also on the Roku channel and Vudu for free. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like with ads, but. Like I said, it is a thriller mystery, and the premise is an architect's strange conversation with a mysterious young woman 
soon turns into something sinister and deadly. Mm. And true, it does. It is a little bit of a <laughs> slow burn, um, but I think the ending is is completely worth it because, you know, some of the visuals that they use is really interesting. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, obviously, but I really liked where it went. Um, but I, I don't think I thought about it more than a day. Like it was, a, it was thought provoking, mm. but not entirely. Um, but it's, it, I wasn't expecting it like the twist. I had seen some people say that, you know, they saw it a mile away, but I'm, I'm just a dumb viewer. So <laughs> I was, I hate when that because... happens when everybody's like, I fucking knew it. It was so <laughs> predictable. And I'm like, I guess I'm stupid because <laughs> I didn't get yeah. it. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. But it, it did, because it's adapted from a novel, it did want to make me read it and see, because I mm. feel, I have a I have an inkling that it might have worked better in that format. Mm. I mean, it just maybe didn't transition well, because it, like I said, it was a little bit of a slow burn that kind of was worth it, but solid, mm. solid free watch on Roku and Vudu, so. There you go. Recommend it. All right. My next one is a movie called Adult Beginners on HBO Max. Have you seen this? No. Okay. Um, the plot is a bankrupt businessman tries to restore good relations with his sister and her family. So the siblings in question are Nick Kroll and Rose Byrne. Do you know who Rose Byrne is? She's from Bridesmaid, Bridesmaids. Maybe. What else is she in? I need to see her face. But they play siblings. Nick Kroll is like, you know, kind of a, a tech asshole. Uh, he has like, like everything just basically in his life just goes to shit in the very beginning. And he has to like the situation where he after his parents died, they left the house to his sister. So he goes and like stays with her mm-hmm. um, and he kind of becomes the babysitter for their kid that he doesn't really know that well. Um, and then Bobby Cannavale plays her husband, who which are they real life couple. So they. Oh um play really well off of each other and yeah it's just really funny it's a good like indie like if you just want to have something feel good where uh you know nick kroll just basically learns how to be a decent human being (laughs) and he connects with his sister she's pregnant having another kid so she's like stressing about it and he's helping her out and they all it's kind of like one big story, but then they all kind of go in their separate little stories. And yeah, I don't know. I like that vibe of like coming back to your hometown and acting like you're a big shot, but you're actually, mm. like, your life is falling apart. Like that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And he's trying to figure out what he's going to do next. Uh, it's just, yeah, I guess it's like a feel good. Like it has some drama in it. Some like comedy feel good, feel good film. Yeah. Another one where it's it's funny and it's like it's just genuinely a, a good movie, but not a lot of people talk about it. So there you Joe go. Joe McHale's in it. Yeah, for a little bit. <laughs> it's got okay. a wild cast. Bobby Moynihan, Jane Krausinski, Jason Manzukis. Yeah, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good cast. Yeah. Solid movie. All right. Well, my next one is called The Wave. It came out in 2019. It's on Vudu, again, for free. But it's also on Amazon Prime, if you have that subscription. It's a sci-fi thriller. And the premise is, a man on the verge of a promotion takes a mysterious hallucinogenic drug 
that begins to tear down his reality and is, and expose his life for what it really is. I thought it was entertaining throughout. Um, I really liked the visuals for the hallucinas- hallucinations mm-hmm. that Justin Long goes through. He's like the lead. Um, Whoa, I think the concept was really. <laughs> I think the concept was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give away too much. Donald Faison. Really, yeah, it's it's a decent cast. Mm. Um, and uh, Tommy Flanagan, who's in, uh, I know him from Sons of Anarchy, which I really like. I um, but uh, it's a pretty short movie, but I think the ending was like like 15 minutes off of the ending it didn't need the last 10 minutes mm. um mm. that always sucks the, when it like overstays its welcome yeah yeah exactly like it it got to the point where i was like okay this is some cool sci-fi it's like really interesting i'll think about this for a little bit just like trying to work out how it worked like how everything happened and then it just like did it again and mm. didn't really need it but it, it was some really interesting sci-fi, so check it out. I don't want to go into it too much because I would give it away, but... Well, that... Spoiler alert, that's not the one I've seen. It's the last one. Oh, okay. Um, all right, my next pick is Hell House LLC. I feel like I've talked about this movie before. Maybe I always recommend it. Um, first of all, love an LLC in the name. I think that's very funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the plot summary is... Five years after an, un- an unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tour goers and staff on the opening night of a ha- Halloween haunted house tour, a documentary crew-, crew travels back to the scene of the tragedy to find out what really happened. So it's kind of like the style of a found footage film, which, you know, I'm a fucking slut for those movies. I fucking love found footage. I also think... there's a lot of movies that are set in like a haunted house and i like you know like a the attraction like a haunted house Mm -hmm. um and few of them are really good but i feel like this one's pretty decent especially for an obviously low budget movie it has some genuinely good scares in it it uses um i love when horror films like i hate when they have really a really good setting and they don't use it well and i feel like this movie really uses Mm. their um you know, like what a what a haunted house provides you. I feel like it uses that really, really well. Um, and I started watching the sequel. It's not good, so just stay with this one and then stop watching it. Um, yeah, I think it's just a genuinely. I couldn't. I wanted to. I almost did like all horror films, but I was like, I can't do something predictable. Um, so I had to at least put one. And so this was the one that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about, especially because another case of the the um, poster not looking great. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> it looks really cheap, um, but it's really good. But I the like banner, it. the banner on on Letterbox looks really interesting. Yeah, and like kind of creepy. I am excited for you to watch it because I feel like it'll give you. It's one of those movies that will give you a lot of ideas. Oh, okay. Of like, oh, that's such a like. There's a couple of things, and hopefully, if we want to talk about it next time, there's a, there's one scene that I think is super clever, um, or a couple like two like two scenes Mm -hmm. um and so like even if they don't have the you know the the right budget for it but honestly sometimes i feel like a small budget can be a really good thing for a movie because i feel like Mm -hmm. they could have done a little bit too much like if they have the budget for cgi or something so it forces them to use a lot of practical effects which 
I think is a lot scarier is practical stuff rather than CGI, especially after watching like a bunch of Insidious movies, um, like Insidious and like Annabelle right. movies. Like sometimes that can be a little bit um, too much. And so I think this one is good because it's like bare bones. Yeah. I w- it's interesting because I, I watched the season 17 premiere of Hot Ones with Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. And he kind of talks about how that's kind of the same idea for comedy, how, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like low budget. As long as the joke is good, it doesn't necessarily need to be shot super like artistic or... Or like Napoleon um, Dynamite. Exactly. Like you yeah. could tell me that movie had like a $50 budget and I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the same for horror films because, I mean, I don't know. It, that's why Paranormal Activity works so well. I could have a fucking TED talk about this because... <laughs> It like, like for one, it, it it's very withholding, right? Like spoiler alert, it doesn't show you what's haunting them. Um, mm-hmm. It has a lot of restraint because a lot of movies would have not done that if you had a mil- like multiple millions of dollars, which we've seen with the with the uh, the newest paranormal activities is that they do make that mistake of not knowing what made the first ones so amazing to people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they just like I said, they just overdo it where they think that scary effects or like something that is obviously cgi is what's going to scare people when people just want to be scared in their homes they just like seeing something that's familiar to them and they don't see a fucking like what was like uh and i watched uh for insidious 3 you know that guy that looks like darth maul they like keep using Mm. him Uh, when i'm like he's not scary anymore yeah yeah like the scariest he think about the scariest he looked in that movie it's when you can't see his face. Mm-hmm. When he's like pointing <laughs> to the the kid. Uh, it's so yeah, simple, that's... and they do they just keep overdoing it. Yeah. True. He kind of looks again, like. Could have a whole fucking TED talk about this. He kind of looks like like in the, it just like burned in my memory again. Um. Kind of looks like Count Olaf, like has the same haircut as Count yeah. Olaf, like Jim Carrey. Just like the balding on the top, but just like. It's like Darth Maul's dead. goofy cousin or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's funny. Like a family reunion with Darth mm-hmm. Maul. And... <laughs> That's a funny skit. <laughs> okay, my last one is a drama comedy, dramedy um, on Netflix called Little Boxes. Came out in 2016. The description is like really long on Letterboxd, but basically it's about... Um, the summer before sixth grade, Clark, um, a new in town biracial kid, is in a sea of white um, while his urban intellectual parents, Mac and Gina, also strive to adjust in that small town living because they move from New York to Rome, Washington. So I kind of resonated with that because I'm moving to Washington a little bit. Um, but I, I really liked it. You know, thinking about it more. Um, I just like my my main criticism was that it had it like kind of skirted around some interesting ideas, um, but I mm-hmm. think I think it's fine. Like it showed a lot of microaggressions that are common, um, and it was it was kind of funny to see that and to see the characters' reactions to that, mm-hmm. um, because you know it's like this big thing that they moved into town because like it's such a small town that it's. I mean, you've seen it, mm-hmm. so what did you, what did you think? 
Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I, I honestly watched it because of uh, the two main people. I really like Melanie Linsky. I think she's one mm-hmm. of the best, not just actors, but she's in like one of my all of my favorite indies, um, and also the late great Nelson Ellis. I I think I don't know if this was the last movie he did, um, but it was pretty close to whenever he passed away. This movie came out, right. and I was really glad to have like seen it. Um, and appreciated him while he was still here. But yeah, I, I did like, I remember seeing all the like microaggressions. And is this, is this the movie where she also plays where the mom is like kind of an alcoholic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Melanie Linsky plays the best drunk I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Cause she also plays a drunk on the intervention. And yeah. because it's because the person, uh, Clea Duvall who wrote that movie, she, wrote that part specifically for her to be like an alcoholic because she said she plays the best. She is the best at playing like fake drunk. That's funny. And that's the only thing I really remember from this movie. But I also remember just like, um, I like coming of age and I feel like it had coming of age elements for all, all of the family members. Um, right. Yeah. And I liked that idea of, um, not just showing how hard it is on the kid, which I feel like a lot of movies would do, like how hard is it, how hard it is on the kid for moving, um, but showing the entire family and how they've all dealt with it and like the complications of you know being either like being not looking like the people that live around you, right? And you know like, but you're familiar with them, right? Because they look like your mom, but it's kind of like difficult because they don't treat you like your mom does. It's like that's something that I don't think I've seen a lot in film. And I obviously yeah. have never experienced it, so it's nice to see that in front of me. And um, yeah, that's true. I think that is one thing I f- I didn't write down, but I wanted to say because like we mm-hmm. moved quite a bit, and I just never yeah. uh, thought about like how our parents thought about that, and like exactly. you know because they had to leave their friends and all that. It's something I should probably ask them, but <laughs> yeah, and I mean, especially for mom and dad because they I think they lived in San Antonio like their whole life before that. It must and have been so, a big culture shock. Exactly. So, yeah. So I did yeah. like. I did like it. Definitely recommend. Good indie. I like. That's a good. Mm-hmm. Good indie to watch if you want to get into those. Yeah, it's pretty funny. All right, my last one is one that I, I truly don't know how people have not seen enough or like talked about. It's called The Sapphires on Prime. In 1968, four young, talented Australian Aboriginal girls learn about love, friendship, and war as their all-girl group, the Sapphires, travels to Vietnam to entertain the U.S. troops. Um, I don't... I think it's a true story, or it's at least based on a true story, but it's got a good, like... I I think I have that list of, like, in, includes one of my favorite love stories. This is one of them. It also has amazing music because the women in it um, are actual singers and they are really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. I think one of them was on the, not the voice, but X Factor in Australia. Oh. Um, it's also nice to learn about the um, indigenous peoples of Australia. It talks, it like obviously deals with that and how um, just, I, I don't know a lot about their history. And so just seeing something um, like a little little boxes movie just seeing something that you're not familiar with and you get to learn mm-hmm. through this movie um and it just has really good music because they do it's like they're like a cover band basically and so it's a bunch uh, of songs that you probably recognize um 
Yeah. And as Chris O'Dowd? Is that his yeah, name? Chris O'Dowd. Bridesmaids? Yeah. He's really good in it, too. Um, yeah. They're all good in it. And I think the woman, one of the girls that's the Sapphires, like, she is, like, a really famous singer from Australia. So, yeah. That's cool. Just a good, like... You know, it's it's a drama, but it's also like kind of a rom com. Um, they're obviously going to like Vietnam, so it's also like got that war stuff going on. Um, yeah, just solid movie, and I I cannot believe people don't talk about this movie. Oh, I, I don't even know if I've said what these are on. Never heard about it. Yeah, you said it was on Prime. Okay. Yeah, I. I don't know. I, I think it's like what, like such a good movie. I think you'll like it. It's it's pretty fun. Yeah, we'll definitely check all these out. Well, um, yes, yeah, watch all these movies because they need more love. But I gotta say, you've fallen quite behind on. Um, I know. I think you're at thirty four. <sighs> yeah. If I'm not wrong, and I'm at forty nine. Gotta say. I'm going to be at 35 after I put Insidious, so watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, and I lost a follower. Ugh! I had 50, and I was so excited. Now I'm at 49. Ah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the good thing about uh, Sundance is, like, I think I told you this before, like, going into the movies, like, the one I watched recently is a documentary called Miha. And it mm-hmm. legitimately had no reviews for it on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. And so it was cool that I was like one of the first people to give it a review. And like you can see everyone else, like it's slowly, like all the reviews have been trickling in as people have seen it. Just making Letterboxd Sundance friends. There you go. Oh, did you see what I did for the Twitter? No, what'd you do? Because when people go to... um. Film festivals, they'll put like at and whatever film festival they're at. Oh, did you do that? Yeah. I thought about doing that, but I, I, it doesn't feel like I'm going. Eh, I did it anyways. We are at Sundance. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's all I have, I think. That's all I got. Oh, today um, is the anniversary. Oh, this is like such a sad note to end on. Sorry. I'm going to say it anyways. Um, Heath Ledger passed away 14 years ago today. 14 years. Unreal. There you go. What a sad note. I'm so sorry. That's fine. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) Well, can I say, wait, one more thing. I'll I'll end it on a good note. I am so upset that this Moonfall meme that you made didn't get like a lot it didn't really you're the dune one did better and i think this is way funnier yeah i mean i I could not stop laughing at this and i was like sebastian this is the one that's gonna go viral four likes that's wild you should be proud of that because that made me laugh a lot i'm very proud of it i mean (laughs) it just like almost like i too niche maybe like i had a epiphany I had a vision where I was like, I need to make this. I was like, I hadn't opened Photoshop in my computer in so long. And maybe I should have used like the actual Scream poster. But 
Oh, no, I think it's funnier. You know what? I need to post it. I think I don't think I posted it on uh, Instagram. Maybe it'll do better on Instagram. Maybe. Uh, well, now I'm just um, maybe I just don't know the Twitter game. I just kind of do whatever. I don't know. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. I think it's fine, though. I mean, maybe it's one of those that like only makes me laugh, but it made me laugh a lot. Sebastian liked it, too. Solid. I just needed to shout it out because I felt well, bad. Ah, uh, it's just fine. Honestly, I forgot about it. Oh, well. Now just you remember. Scar tissue couldn't form yet. Now it's just, <laughs> just <wrong>. now I've <laughs> opened the wound. Well, I'll post yeah. it on Instagram. We'll see how it does. Okay. Well, right. thanks for listening. If you watch let these us movies, know. oh yeah, let us know that. It, let us know if you watch these movies or if you have your own hidden gems. Yes, please. That need to be watched by other people. Please do. I will watch them. All right. We'll see you next time for episode 112. Goodbye.